Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors here at First Family Church. Really glad you're joining us today. The Extra Point Podcast is the opportunity we take on a weekly basis to look back at the previous week's uh, scripture from which we preached and to bring some further application, deeper observation, additional insight. And so we do that pretty much on a weekly basis. However, this week I want to push pause on our normal uh, protocol. And I want to take a few moments today, which is November the 8th, 2022, and bring some insight, some observation, some application, some guidance, and some pastoral um, uh, nudges in regards to what's occurring today across our country, and that is uh, citizens are voting. And perhaps the question I think I want to aim at is, is this, you know, what guides a believer's voting what guides a believer's praying when it comes to those elected officials? Um, what is the principle and what are the principles that help us in this uh, um, kind of environment where there is a republic, uh, where there is the opportunity to vote? What, what are uh, some of the things that guide us? And I just want to focus on one today, November 8th, again, voting day across our country. I want to focus on one that I think is especially appropriate in this specific time. As we think about praying for our country, our culture, as we think about voting in our culture and in our country, here's, I believe, a primary guiding principle, one that I have found very helpful personally and one that I would exhort all believers to use in a fundamental fashion as you examine uh, the different people, uh, even policies and different platforms. And that's this, um, vote for and pray towards uh, the leaders that promote life. Now, when I say that, you may be thinking I'm only zeroing in on one issue, and I'm actually extending and um, enlarging that. I will say to you, I think the beginning issue is the issue of the right to life, and uh, standing up against the culture of the pro-death people who want abortion and who formerly, you know, decades ago would say it should be rare and, uh, and those kinds of things, but have now just embraced a culture of death, abortion at any stage, any time, uh, just horrific what's happening within the progressive um, wing of, of that political party uh, just to embrace such a blatant, um, you know, destruction of life. So I, I will say to you, when I say those who promote um, life, I am meaning, first of all, the beginning of life, yes, but I think even beyond that, the people, the, the leaders, the platforms, the policies that promote life um, across the board, the, the things that enable a society and a civilization to flourish, that's where we should direct our votes and our prayers. Now, I draw this primarily from the book of Genesis. You know, Genesis is the book of beginnings, and it details for us uh, the beginning of life. And admittedly, this is a presuppositional argument. I'm uh, unapologetically um, 
a firm believer in the authority of the Bible and its inspiration and its inerrancy and believe it details for us the beginning of, of mankind's existence, which was by um, God's creation. And so it shows us how God ordered things so that mankind would flourish. And in Genesis, we do find that there is, first and foremost, this, this uh, order of people. There's a man and there's a woman. Then there, there's this order of marriage. There's a husband and a wife. Then we find this, this uh, divine order of family. There's a mom and a dad and children. We find there's a divine order in the environment that um, uh, mankind is to have dominion over uh, the create, creation. And so what you find is Genesis is the um, template. It's the design. Uh, it's the uh, manual that shows us how God, in His wisdom and sovereign um, ordering of things, brought about the flourishing of mankind. He established an environment, a, a system, a, and it includes a civil system, uh, in which people would flourish. And so what we want to ask ourselves then, as we vote for policies, uh, leaders, people, platforms, we want to ask ourselves this question, do these policies and platforms and people and leaders, are they um, reflective of and promoting the ordered way in which civilizations, societies, and people flourish? I encourage every single believer to examine the various platforms um, that are calling for your vote and to ask yourself, which of these platforms best promotes life? Which one best um, uh, props up, can we say that, can, uh, promotes and really amplifies the ordered way that God established things at the very beginning? Admittedly, uh, when sin entered and mankind fell, the curse came. And so there is a brokenness, even in the best of situations. That, of course, will be redeemed when Christ comes. Uh, we know he'll restore all things. He'll redeem mankind and those who have believed in him and trusted. He'll redeem creation. So there's a restoration of all things on the way. So in this intervening time, there is a brokenness. But even in our brokenness, there there are ways and um, uh, uh, opportunities, moments to make sure that we're reflecting the original design that God intended, even though our attempts at it aren't perfect. And this is why, as I analyze the various platforms and the different parties, I find it impossible um, to cast a vote for those that promote the opposite of what God intends. Uh, any platform or person that's promoting death or any kind of lifestyle or habit that would lead to death in a deathly culture, uh, that's not the intent of the way God began things in Genesis in His divine, sovereign, and wise order. And so just think about the various things that have been said even recently. We see there's a, a, a huge contrast in how to handle crime. And for a number of months, uh, you know, a year or so ago, we saw riots breaking out. We heard the decries to defund the police, which was really just a, uh, a way to call for disorder and anarchy. And it's completely 
against the way God has set up civil societies. And so, um, you know, to, to think about a group calling for disorder and anarchy and non-authority to do their job would be promoting death. And we've seen that play out. We've seen a, an incredible rise in crime in a number of cities and a complete disregard for order and authority and what the Bible refers to as the sword um, from the civil authorities. There's like a, a, a disdain for that now. And so anyone that would promote that, in all frankness, they're promoting a culture of death. And they're wanting anarchy and disorder to reign. And that's going to uh, just be a detrimental, destructive force in a civilization. I think about even the the uh, incredible emphasis we've seen lately on uh, the gender um, you know, confusion, um, the whole transgender movement. Um, and we've seen the president in just blasphemous ways really uh, side up with, uh, you know, people like Dylan uh, Mulvaney and then, of course, that whole crowd. And even saying in this interview um, with this man who's pretending to be a woman, uh, and I guess he would say perhaps pretending to be a girl, uh, what I find is so odd is the president even used God's name in some way to try to affirm this uh, moral evil taking place right here in our country and even saying that what's immoral is not the transgenderism but the law. Uh, and so there's just some things here that are almost hard to imagine happening in our country. And all of these things really, in the end, they're promoting death. They're not healthy for people, surgeries on minors, avoiding parental authority and responsibility, trying to bypass God's ordained authority in a child's life, the order of the home, the structure of the home, all of these things, trying to circumvent that, sabotage that, uh, that's eventually destroying people. It's a destructive element. So it's, it's difficult for me uh, to think about how someone could vote for a system of policies and people and platforms that actually promote death, which is the opposite of what God intended as laid out for us in Genesis. Again, there's no perfect political party, but which one best promotes and supports God's intended aim for how societies and civilizations work? And that's ones that promote life. And so across the board, I just want to encourage you today to pray for, pray towards, work for, vote towards, vote for the policies, the people, the platforms, the leaders that promote life within a civilization and a society because they are aiming towards God's intended order as laid out for us in Genesis. And let me be quick to say that at the fundamental root level of all of the life issues uh, that we want to promote and support and see healthy families and individuals and organizations. We want to see them flourish in our society. So we want to promote policies and platforms that, that sustain life and that promote life. The root one, the fundamental one that matters the most is the issue of abortion. And if you've ever needed a window in which to see how the progressives, um, can't even sustain a logical argument, 
I would just, again, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago with Brett here on the podcast, but I want to draw your attention again to something else that Stacey Abrams said, which uh, I think uh, shows us the ludicrous nature of their uh, argument, uh, the fallacy of their logic. In responding to a question about inflation, she says that children were the reason that people can't pay for their gas, and then she later talks about how someone shouldn't be forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy, and she used the word child again. So, so I hope you're hearing what she said, that in her defense of abortion, and in her situation, probably up to you know late term, if not at any time, in, in saying that if we can't afford children, we sh- then they're expendable, she actually used the word child twice. She said children, then child. And I don't know if she understood what she was saying, but she's admitting then that what's being carried in this womb is a child. It's a baby. And that's life. But yet she just wants to make that expendable for reasons like economics. And, and it's so sadly, horrifically uh, wrong. And so when you hear that, when you see that, I just hope you'll think and realize that's what they're saying should be done to children, to babies, that they're expendable, that we can get rid of them if if the economics demand it. It's just terribly wrong. And so as you think about how you're voting, how you're praying, let us do both of those with this end goal in mind that God has intended from the beginning of time and the creation of mankind and the environment in which you live, the world, to establish a system that is aimed at and promotes life, both in the way the family's ordered, people are ordered, marriage is ordered, the environment's ordered, civil government's ordered. It's all aimed at helping life flourish and civilizations and societies thrive. And so as you pray and vote, it does uh, not, it's not biblically logical to vote in such a way and to pray to such an end that those things then are sabotaged and circumvented. We want to promote God's intent and aim and design. So today, that's some reasoning for how uh, we should pray and vote and the principle, the underneath, the underlying, the fundamental principle that should guide how a believer is to decide um, the policies, the people, the platforms, and the leaders for whom they will vote. I'll say to you unashamedly and clearly, it is all about life. And, and to use John 10 in the most literal of fashions, Jesus said he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And yes, spiritually, that's the most important life to have, all right? And so Jesus came for that purpose. But let's be clear, it is all about life from the very beginning, the way God established things up to now. And let us vote and pray with that guiding principle in mind. It's all about life that God established and wants to see flourish and thrive.